Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh my goodness, it is great to be here with you tonight. It is gorgeous outside and I feel good on the inside. How about you? Of course, Jonathan Lowe is our keeper tonight. He is the producer in studio, as well as the other two producers, Craig Schopfer and Chris Tubbs as well. Thank you to all three of them for you know, coming through for me every Sunday. Um, I want to talk a little bit about sports. I didn't get to hear your wrap-up at the end of the 6 o'clock hour, Jonathan. I was hoping to hear that. Um, but the Twins baseball returns on Tuesday. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, they have tomorrow off, and then they will be in Milwaukee for a two-game series starting uh, Tuesday. So you'll hear that Tuesday night game here on CCO. And then the Wednesday afternoon, I believe, uh, the afternoon getaway day game will also be on CCO. And then uh, going into the rest of the week, they have a day off Thursday, and then they are back at it, and they'll be on the West Coast in San Diego uh, for the weekend. So Ooh, late San night Diego. games, Friday, Friday and Saturday, late afternoon on Sunday. That's a beautiful town, man, San Diego. Just beautiful. Have you been? Never been there, no. Yeah, I've been several times, and I actually went house hunting there. And then when I saw this two-bedroom, uh, small, very small house, maybe about 1,100 square feet, two bedrooms. One of the bedrooms is in the attic, literally, literally. I'm not kidding with that. And it cost uh, about, um, what was it, $600,000, and I thought it was like two-something or three-something. <laughs> I mean, Michael's head was almost touching the ceiling. I mean, think about that. So, you know, what people are charging in California, period, is just... Around the, around the country, it's just remarkable how much people are charging to sell their homes, and people are going for it. So well, it's, we obviously need to. Well, it's always been, and, and this is something I learned when I was becoming, you know, getting into my adult years, and I lived out west. You, you start to look at things that are more real estate-driven, you know, looking at houses, looking at rent when you're renting apartments – and comparing cities and areas and, okay, if I move here, what is what do I need to have to survive as opposed to staying here or moving to this other place? And so one thing you learn is that on the coasts, east coast or west coast, you're more than likely going to have more uh, higher costs of living on a consistent well, basis than you will yeah. on the interior of the country. Yeah, but it's it's everywhere. It's not just well, you know it, on the, it's gonna, everywhere. Everywhere it's going to rise. But 
you're not going to tell me that you can get the same house for the same amount of money in San Diego than you can in, let's say, St. Louis. No, but it's still hard for people in St. Louis to buy a house. So one thing we no, have understand. in common is that everywhere there are houses and people are selling houses. It's really a challenge. I mean, there are people that have just given up. And who wants to rent a house? I mean, I just looked at a house online, $2,200 to rent. Oh, I'm not even talking about houses. $2,200. And I'm, I'm talking, talking about, it was only, I'm talking about apartments. I'm, Okay, apartments. Apartments are homes. Bottom line is that it goes up. And if you have an HOA, you know, with with w- attached to whatever you are renting, they can do whatever they want whenever they want to do it. They can increase the rent. They can inc- they can add on to the HOA. It it's just remarkable what is going on. Yet we have so many buildings that are empty, so many homes that are dilapidated in cert- certain communities. It's just I don't get it. It seems like we have enough, but it seems like we don't. And I'm really frustrated by that, Jonathan. I'm really frustrated well, by it. Well, it, it goes back to what we were discussing last week, last I week. think it was, with, with mm-hmm. economics. It's what I'm, what I'm learning more and more is that economics, as much as we want to make it a linear thing, as, as much as we want to make it a straightforward thing, it, it isn't. It, it goes into cycles where it doesn't make sense to, yeah, to, to what been. you would think linearly. Yeah, but it has been. There was a time that uh, there were fair there were fair prices for homes and fair prices for cars. You remember when President John F. Kennedy said, hey, we're going to have a chicken in every pot, a car in every driveway or something like that, right? I mean, this is what Americans expected. We know we're going to be able to live this dream, this American dream. Well, But today, I, there are I, so many people that, that cannot do it. I, I don't know if that – I'll say it this way. When Kennedy was saying stuff like that, did everybody across the country have an equal opportunity to get to that to that dream? Did everybody in the South have an equal opportunity to get to that dream? Did everybody uh, in in remote parts of the country have opportunity to get to that? It's I don't think there's ever been a time where it's been. Again, apples to apples, where you can say, okay, whatever American dream you want, you can go get it. Whether that's a price thing, whether that's an, other circumstances, I don't think that's really ever been available. It's just now, and, and things are always going to rise over time. We're not going to have gas and milk and uh, uh, home prices to the same effect that they were in the 1930s, the 1940s, and 1950s. But the question is, once those prices rise, are the wages that we get, are, are the, the jobs that we have, the money that we get from working, is that going to be in equal proportion? Is that going to go up in equal proportion? And it hasn't happened for a while. It hasn't happened for a long while. Exactly. So if that's the case, um, I don't understand it because if you drive around, not just the Twin Cities, but drive through the state of Minnesota, even if you go to only two other cities, let's say St. Cloud, Mankato, right? Just go there and plus the Twin Cities and start looking around to see what places are available. Do they have rental signs out or to buy signs out or are you seeing dilapidated buildings that really need some help? I don't understand. Even in some of these industrial parks, empty buildings, 
empty buildings. We have all of these homeless people and no one can take an industrial park and turn it into something where every person can have safety, security, even if it's just a one room with a small bathroom. It's very frustrating to me. I And I've, I've bought two houses before. Personally, so I think it's both times it was really expensive because right. either in, in the in the 80s, it was always the interest rates went through the sky. 18 percent to buy a house. That's only like thirty two thousand dollars. <laughs> Come on. And then you move on down to twenty nine. I mean, um, twenty ninety one. Oh, my gosh, Geraldine. Let's start that again. Nineteen ninety one. Then it's ridiculous because you start to see, oh, my gosh. I have to pay way more money, way more money for the land, way more money for the house, right? We could just go through this over and over again. I don't understand why this is hard. Now, I'm not the mayor and I'm not the governor, (laughs) nor would I ever run for those positions, right? But even the teams of people that support those jobs, it's still not enough. It never seems to be enough. Personally, that frustrates me. I just think it's it's – a bit of the American philosophy of growing too fast, too or too much, too fast. So we we build all these subdivisions, and people move out to you know. We talk about urban growth, urban sprawl, and that sort of thing, and people move out to the suburbs. Well, when you move out to the suburbs, you're going to leave the inner city behind. You're going to leave the downtowns and the 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 major cities behind in a way. And so then that affects, well, businesses are going to go out to the out to the outer realms or not outer realms. I didn't mean it that way. It's not like we're on Middle Earth or something. Yeah, well, um, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> right. Sorry. We go to the outer rings of these metro areas. So the suburbs, the exurbs, when people are moving out there, well, businesses are going to move out there because businesses are going to be where the people are. And so that affects what happens in the inner cities. And that's why you've seen stuff like gentrification and all this stuff trying to bring stuff back to more of the core of these cities. And a lot of times you you have great intentions, but those intentions don't always work out. And we're trying to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And we don't have proportion proportionality. We don't, we don't see where the growth is needed and grow there in more of a sustained and, and, solid way we just see oh there's a need here let's grow and and balloon beyond what we think we need and then all the people will come right and then they don't come like well why aren't aren't the people coming we 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 don't have a good sense of proportion we really don't do yes i don't i don't i I don't think we do i think we do i think i'm like the metropolitan council you know when they were really working with all of this stuff, you know, I'm going way out into the boonies, as we used to call them. Um, and they would put down um, streets and parks, but there would be no homes, no condos, no apartments. They put in electricity. There'd be some of those tall lights to light up after dark, that sort of thing. They're, the planning is always going on. It's ever happening. No matter what age we are right now, if you keep living, it's going to keep happening. And when it comes to gentrification, that that is well talked about, talked about and developed on a list of who's going to get gentr- gentrified when they're going to get it. 
It's not something that we wait for. We go, oh, here's gentrification is starting now. Oh, man, I thought we would never have to do this. You know? Yeah, no, it's been planned. We, we're really good in Minnesota about planning. Enough said. Well, I, I, I think I disagree with you in this case. Just, just because, again, these plans can be well thought out and and well-intentioned, but that doesn't always lead to people helping you reach the goal of that. Yeah, but can is the provocative word, okay? Sure, they can, but will they? Will they do what should be done? Now, the way I look at it, that's my opinion on how it should be done. Am I right? I don't know. Right. I know how I feel about it. And then you've got how many Americans? I mean, uh, how, uh, how many Minnesotans? What, five million, six million of us now in this state? We all have to think about that. But gentrification is planned. It's planned way in advance. I'm not saying it's not planned. I'm saying those plan they, they, they locate an area. They figure out, OK, what are we going to do with this area? They plan around it and then they expect, oh, it's going to be bustling and. Uh, it's going to be thrivent, and that's not always the case. Just give me an about, example talk, where it's not. Where it's uh, well, give me talk, an example you, where it doesn't work, where it's not working. You're talking about all these all these apartment buildings on Washington Avenue mm-hmm. here in downtown Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and they keep building them. Mm-hmm. How many of those are full? How many of those are three? A lot of full? them are full. A lot of them are. No, no, a lot of them are. Here's the thing. Minnesota is really good about bringing their children back. And when I say children, those that were born and raised in Minnesota, they go away to college, right? Sometimes it's close to home. Many times it's not. My daughter went off to Philadelphia for school. My son went off to Los Angeles for school, right? But they eventually come back. Michael hasn't come back yet, but I am expecting him to come back. Oh, I see. This is one of those plans that may not happen that may go awry when you're expecting your son to come back home. No, no, he, no, no, no. This loves, is based on no, LA. Jonathan. No, these are conversations I'm having with Michael. I, this I is not something his mother. No, no. This is not something as his mother that I'm just going, man, I really hope he he comes back to Minnesota. That's not what's happening. What I am saying is so many of his friends, so many of his cohorts here in the great state of Minnesota, when he comes to town to visit, he has so many people he wants to see, right? He gets out there and they're starting to talk. And a lot of these young people that graduate from college go, you know, yeah, I moved back here because I just felt like they really worked hard to make sure that we had lots of things to do. I mean, you go down by the Guthrie and you will see in spring, summer, and fall, you will see young people in the streets playing bocce ball and all of this kind of stuff. I mean, they have got it set up beautifully, for that particular group of people, because they are good in Minnesota at bringing their young back. I'm not from here, but my children are, and the man I married is from here. But I have witnessed and I know of even other parents that I, I've known for many years, their children went off, and now they're back. This is something Minnesota does very well. And considering that, I am one of the, uh, the mothers who says, yeah, come home. Why not? I happen to love Minnesota. I happen to love the Twin Cities metro area. Come home. 
but only if they want to. I'm not trying to make anybody come home, but my daughter is back, and I never thought she'd be back. After she got her Ph.D., I thought, okay, this is it. She's going to you know, go to some college, and she's going to be on a 10-year track, and I'm never going to hardly see her, period. She's here, Jonathan. She's here. Okay. And, and again, <laughs> I, I, I just I think you – I think your positivity is not as reflected here as it should be. It's there, but it's only I think it's only in pockets. But again, uh, I've I've been proven wrong before. I I, I want you I, hey, I, 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 t- I, I tell you what. I've been proven wrong this time. Let's get on a bus and I'll take you around and show you what is happening. If you haven't driven around Minneapolis in a while, I will take you on that trip on a bus and let you see what is happening. It is quite remarkable. All right, we have to take a break, don't we, Jonathan? Yes, we do. All right, we'll be back in a moment. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. Of course, you've heard Jonathan and I talking. And I just wanted to mention to Jonathan when he talked about the Twins baseball returning on Tuesday as they travel to Milwaukee and take on the Brewers. But that pregame at 630 uh, with a 710 p.m. first pitch is going to happen right here on WCCO. Yes, he mentioned that. Um, but I do want to make sure that you know it is happening here. I don't want to uh, ignore that you automatically know that. But please keep joining us right here at WCCO for the Sports, and it is. Um, uh, I am very proud of what we're doing here at WCCO with sports. I have um, my first guest coming up in a moment uh, at seven thirty-five, and just want to let you know we. It, they say it's um, National Make a Difference to Children Month. I have never heard of that one. Is that a new one, Jonathan? Do you know? Uh, seeing as how I do not have children, I no, no, I no, don't know. I mean. Just from what you've heard on the station, or no, the people I, you've heard I haven't with, heard. I had, yeah, I've this never the first heard I've heard. Of that. I'm, I'm just Do saying, it. if I had children, I'd probably more than know about which which months uh, or weeks are children oriented, national children oriented. 
I have grandchildren and I don't know July. I, I never knew July is National Make a Difference to Children Month. Wow. They, and we're going to talk about that they, at 735. They come up with new months all the time. Uh, I just I, – the, the, in the time that I've worked here at this radio station, the number of uh, months and weeks and days that they've come up with, I, 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 they're too no, numerous to count. I get confused. You? You get confused? I get confused. (laughs) I will never believe that. But okay, if that's your truth, that's your truth, Jonathan. We got a great show lined up for you tonight again at 735. Michelle Marie King, CEO and founder of Positive Presence Global, uh, is going to join us at 735 to talk about July being uh, National Make a Difference to Children Month. That's amazing to me. Also, we've got um, at 810 in the 8 o'clock hour, we have something really interesting. I want to make sure you really hear me. This is remarkable. I didn't know this information. It says, just like human beings, lakes are born, they live, and they die. Did you know that, Jonathan? What in lakes again? Lakes. Any lake is born, it lives, and then it dies. I mean, it's water is part of the natural cycle of life. It's a natural thing. So, yeah, if, if you form water from hydrogen and oxygen atoms it mm-hmm. technically would be born and if they get if they split they technically die mm-hmm. the water molecules so looking at it at that level okay i just never thought of it that way I know it's interesting, right? I can't wait to speak to the guest. His name is Dr. John Richard Saylor, the PhD, and he has written a new book called Lakes, Their Birth, Life, and Death. I am so excited about this. I've been reading about it, watching a video of his as well. And then at 835, Andrea Jenkins, who wasn't able to join us last week, I believe it was, um, she's going to join us. She's a council person, and uh, we're going to discuss cultural districts in Minneapolis, so hopefully we'll get a chance to do that. All right, should we take a break and do a little bit of weather, and we'll come back in a moment. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did welcome back everyone you are listening to steel talking i'm your host Geraldine steel it is what i love to do is sit and gab with you on a sunday night so thank you for joining us tonight that is the voice of jonathan lowe if you're just joining us he is our in-studio producer and uh, we are talking about this half hour with CEO Michelle Marie King. She's the CEO and founder of Positive Presence Global, and she joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, Michelle? I'm wonderful, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on again. I appreciate you. I know. We're having you on again. And I didn't know anything about July being National Make a Difference to Children Month. And I was reading about that, and it says that the month raises awareness about the vulnerability any child in the world can face if they do not have the right person in their lives to guide them. And that's why you're back to talk about it, because you definitely know all about children needing mentorship and that sort of thing. And I want us to revisit some of the conversation we had um, back in June. So welcome back. (laughs) So we know that it's important for young people to have people in their lives that can drive them forward to be the best that they can be. And being a mentor is so important. I have to start with, you know, knowing that children need mentors. How how does the process begin? How are the mentors chosen? Yeah, such a great process. Such a great question. I mean, it's a really important process. I mean, we have a complimentary call with our prospective parents. Usually the parents find us first out of concern or, you know, regard for their loved one. And we have a conversation with them to learn more about the persona of the student. You know, what are their the parents' perceived struggles of what the student is going through? Um, are, what are they struggling with? How are they feeling? Um, what are signs, symptoms um, of loss, frustration, anxiety? Um, and ideally, what we're trying to do is kind of understand loosely um, the student as a whole. And then our goal is to connect that persona of the student with the persona of one of our coaches across the country. We have over 45 across the country and vary all varying degrees of um, of background, socioeconomic standard, I mean, really like experience, love, compassion. And so our goal is to make sure that whomever we connect the student to um, not only can relate to them and what they're going through, um, but have also succeeded in getting to the other side of those similar struggles so that they can support them in their trenches now and help them do the same. So how is mentorship different from a Boys and Girls Club, um, you know, and so many other organizations that are there to make sure that the children have someone to talk to. Um, it, it seems to me like there are others that are doing the same thing. But what's the difference between what they do and what you do? Yeah, I mean, support is so important no matter how it's given. Um, I think that that is however we can contribute that to a young person's life is so valuable. What's different with us is that we incorporate a lot of meta-learning techniques. And, and meta-learning is the ability to teach yourself how to learn. So ultimately what we're doing in these conversations weekly or biweekly with our students is we're helping them understand how to be self-sufficient. So they don't need anybody outside of themselves to feel 
fulfillment, to feel complete. Um, one of those things that we do in every single session is called intention. We set intention by asking a set of questions about what are we going to talk about in our coaching session today? So it's not just, it doesn't have this loose feel of quote unquote, hanging out or just striking up a conversation. But it really is about what are you struggling with and with the intention of taking them from struggle to strategy so that they can implement these tools without us in between coaching sessions, therefore kind of making this a, a, a more valid type of support that is longer lasting for the student. And that's what the goal is, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so and for students to be fulfilled, first of all, this is a different time for students. We're going through the pandemic and so much more, right? And this has kind of been um, storming forward, I'd say, for the last decade. We've been hearing the changes, watching the changes in the schools and how education is, is made for children, um, how it's created here in the great state of Minnesota. And my concern is if we know that they need it, why wouldn't it be a part of the curriculum immediately? Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm equally as concerned. And, you know, I, I'm a true believer that, you know, mentorship and life coaching in general, I mean, this is not a, a luxury service. I mean, I think for so long, people have perceived life coaches, um, mentorships as luxury and for people who could afford it, um, who, who are at the place where they can now need it. And the reality is that this is a necessity. I mean, I'm a true believer that the moment we we put our child in a car to drive off from, from our, us as parents, um, you know, we give them insurance, right? Like, no, we hope that they will ever need it. But I believe that life coach is insurance for life, for our children. The moment that they start operating in a self-sufficient manner, they need someone outside of the family dynamic to help them um, navigate all of these, you know, this tumultuous terrain that is inevitable um, as they grow and, and get to know themselves more. You know, when I was growing up, it was all contained within the household, right? If we needed mentors, our parents were mentors, or the older brothers and sisters were mentors, right? Um, we didn't have people coming in and out of the schools um, or meeting with other people saying, hey, I need a mentor, and that mentor meets the mentee, and then they have this um, synergy between the two of them where one helps the other and the other helps the other, right? So right. I, I understand that today, but when I was growing up, it wasn't like that. You know, yeah. It was your household is where you found the refuge to just talk and say whatever you needed to say. How does that compare to what we're doing today, particularly what you are doing today with Positive Presence Global? Yeah, I mean, I think the reality is that, like, when you can look at a, a kid's life in today's society, there are so many external influences. You know, like, I was born in the 80s, so even in the 80s, you know, we didn't have as many external influences. I mean, I didn't have a cell phone. The internet was really, wasn't really around until I was, like, in my teens. Um, like, uh, social media was not even existent. You know, I think we had, like, I don't remember the social media back in the day, but, you know, like my my influences outside of myself were magazine covers when I was waiting at the grocery store and, you know, my friends at school and my parents. And, you know, like so it, we didn't have as many um, we weren't open to so much stuff happening in the world. And so I think today, given that like our like I have a seven and a half year old daughter and she can turn on her tablet and in an instant get access to people halfway across the world if I let her. And I think that it's so important because they have so much um, connection to things outside of the household that they need somebody just as um, external to support them in protecting themselves against it. 
So when you talk to the parents about, you know, protecting them, are the parents say, hey, I just want them locked down from being on Facebook or Meta, whatever you want to call it, uh, or, or any other social media. We need to lock them down so we can know that they're safe. So what do you say about that? I know when it comes to parents and caregivers uh, creating deeper connections, you say strict parents create sneaky kids. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, and that's, unfortunately, you know, from, I've, I've worked with over 700 families across the country, and, you know, so many parents come to us with so many different desires for their children, and what we always say is that, um, you know, I mean, it's just not realistic in today's world. Like, it's really, really, really hard to lock them down without locking them in their room and not giving them any type of social-emotional interaction. You know, unfortunately, the the, the hard things outside of the home that exist, like social media and external influences, are also the things that help a person in today's world grow and evolve and learn about themselves, make mistakes, um, you know, just learn how to, like, navigate the world in its harsh terrain. And so we do work with a lot of parents to help them understand that, you know, this isn't about your child growing up in the same way that you grow up. It's about finding a way to help them grow up in the world that they are growing up with today. And unfortunately for a lot of parents, that's hard. Like, I mean, even for me, like I was born in the yeah. 80s. And so, I mean, it's hard for me too with my, do- with my daughter. And it's going to get even harder, I'm sure, for me as a parent. I know you know that. Um, but I think that it's just important to just navigate that together and help and for parents we tell them talk to your teens help them understand that you don't get it either like this is just as new to you as it is for them and create this kind of family dynamic that is navigating this world um, harmoniously together with questions and space for opportunity and love and compassion and support. You also write, the more we can come to our children with a clear mind and clear space, we're better for it. The problem is, when I was growing up, like I said, you know, with my siblings, it was six of us, or still are, thank goodness, um, six children and two parents. My father was killed by a drunk driver, unfortunately. But I will say that we had something really special. And every household that we knew of, where we trusted the parents and trusted the children um, as I was growing up, it was just wonderful because everyone knew each other. You know, when they said, get home and and be in it and make sure you don't talk to certain people in certain places, blah, blah, blah. But nowadays, it's so different. The children, once they're able to um, to drive, like you talk a lot about the teenagers, um, making yeah. sure that they have the caregivers, they have the people, including their parents, which I appreciate you doing that, making sure the parents are involved in all of this as well. I can imagine how difficult it is for teens today because they are completely different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. So then what happens when it comes to the children learning all of this from their mentors and the mentors learning as well? I think they're both growing. But then mm-hmm. we look at them making sure that they know and understand what, what self-advocacy means as well. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, really, like if you think about it, us as parents, I mean, we're learning uh, how to improve ourselves on a regular basis. And when we're constantly learning that ourselves without, I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never had a mentor <laughs> myself. No, me either. Yeah, I think a lot of parents and a lot of the, the you know, generations that are older than teens and young adults nowadays, we, we weren't given this quote unquote luxury. And so we had to navigate it ourselves. And because of that, 
a lot of that weight is on us. And so what better way to take that weight off of our children than to provide them with someone who can do the same thing for them that we were forced to do on our own. Again, outside of the family dynamic. And a lot of that relationship, we're teaching them, like I mentioned, meta-learning techniques self-advocacy techniques, self-reflection, emotional intelligence, executive functioning, um, positive psychology. I mean, all of these things are so integral to to growing up in today's world in a positive way. Like, it is really possible to grow up in today's world and be successful, period. Like, that's, that's inevitable. But... I think that it's going to be important to provide these tools for our teens so that they grow up in a positive way, given, you know, the society and all the things, the tumultuous terrain that they're navigating. Um, so a lot of that, you know, self-efficacy is really things that we're teaching them through these conversations. Um, and a lot of that is that meta-learning, you know, it's teaching them how to learn. Um, that meta-learning, as you know, is like, you know, when we, I, my daughter is learning how to count money in, in elementary school right now. And, she doesn't, she's not necessarily going to learn the most about money until she actually goes out there and starts spending it in the real world. And so that is teaching herself how to learn about money because she's doing it in real time. And so when we can start helping our, our children, our teens, our young adults understand how to do the same thing with emotions and, you know, life, like um, time management and planning and future planning, goal setting, um, you know, like relationships, all of those things, when they can become self-sufficient in those containers and in those moments, that's really where they start to accelerate their career, their lives, their careers, their futures, um, and really start to have a positive life that they can then grow from. It's really quite remarkable because you take them right into their adult lives from this uh, position, right? Um, giving yeah. them all the tools that it takes. At the same time, we still, <laughs> even young people, uh, not young people, but people my age uh, and our children are still trying to figure out how to um, make sure that we understand the techniques with a mentor and that mentor understands them, right? <laughs> it's just, okay. it's, it's ever ending. It's, it's a never ending game or, or at least a never ending rope that keeps us all together to keep us trying to move up and forward and understand why it's important for us to have someone we can, can talk to or lean on. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. How do you um, plan on, this is my final question. How do you choose people to be mentors? That's so important. And, you know, um, I think what's so important to us and invaluable to our students is that we choose mentor coaches that have a story that, you know, have struggled in quote unquote darkness, you know, like they've been in, I, I refer to struggles of life, the worst of the worst the trenches, you know, like they've been there and who hasn't in today's world, honestly, um, but they've succeeded in getting to the other side. You know, me, myself, I, I struggled a lot and I didn't have anybody, but somehow I found my way into the light and I decided that the best way for me to help others avoid what I went through is by sharing my story. And, you know, simply because I survived it and I excelled through it and I, and on the other side of it, I think makes me um, and I, an expert of it because I lived it. And so a lot of our coaches are really people that have been where a lot of these teens currently are, depressed, anxietal, suicidal, fearful, um, not wanting to move forward with the future, not knowing what to do with their careers, um, having an awful relationship with their families, with their parents, wanting to run away from home. I mean, these um, teens in today's world 
not necessarily, you know, the ones that are struggling the most, but even the ones that are just lost that, um, you know, like they wake up in every day and they're straight A students, but they don't know what they're passionate about or they want to do a, a sport, but their parents don't have the money for it. And so they're frustrated. You know, every single type of, of teenager that is going through every single type of story in this moment, um, I believe that we have a mentor that can relate to that. And Relatability is, I think, the building block to um, these successful relationships and conversations. And ultimately, when we have relatability, we have likability. And when there's likability, there's trust. And when there's trust, you know, all the walls come down. And that's ideal. That's a breeding ground for positive experiences within positive presence. And we've done that time and time and time again. And um, it works. Michelle, I thought that that was going to be the last question. I'm so sorry. Um, no here comes the last one. <laughs> okay, so cost. Does it cost anything yeah. for students to get involved? Yeah, yes. I mean, we have a wide array of prices and a wide array of different services based on, you know, the student's per- preference to how they want to learn. We're launching an e-learning program um, in August, and that's as, as cost as low as under $100. We also have a scholarship fund from our nonprofit, our 501c3. So for people who can't otherwise afford our coaching services, we do have scholarship funds available free of charge for those people through a, a formal application process. Um, but we can match you with a coach for as little as um, $260 per month, and that's all inclusive. Um, we're also the only coaching company in the country that for teenagers and young adults that offers complimentary 24-7 video-to-video private confidential support between the student and their coach. And that's so important because, as you know, my friends, I mean, like these, these teens, they're, they're in hard moments in their lives at 2 o'clock in the morning, at 7 o'clock in the morning at the bus stop, at noon being bullied at school. We want to make sure that they understand that we're not, this is far from transactional. Like we are here to help you at any moment of the day. And you have a friend in your pocket that is willing and able to pick up the phone and support you. And that's all included in our services. Michelle Marie King, CEO and founder of Positive Presence Global, uh, has been joining us. Thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you so much. Oh, one more question. Here it comes. Where do people go to find out more? (laughs) Yes, yes, I appreciate that. Well, we have a Positive Presence podcast. You can find us on any of your podcast platforms, just searching Positive Presence podcast. Um, We also are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, Google. You can, the best way to get those links is to go to our website, positivepresenceglobal.com, or you can Google Michelle Marie King, and I'll connect you there myself. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. You take My care. All right. My goodness, we brought her back, man, because this is the month. July is National Make a Difference to Children Month. Check it out. Go online and check it out. We'll be back. All right. We are back. It is now 7.56 here at WCCO. My goodness. Wow. It's a lot to learn, isn't it? Well, my next guest coming up at 18, you do not want to miss this. Have you ever heard that lakes... Yeah, I'm talking lakes, like Lake Superior, Lake Michigan, lakes, right? They are born, they live, and they die. And we got a lot to talk about, a brand new book that's come out. And the author is going to join us to talk about how is this 
What do you mean lakes, their birth, their life, and their death? How does that work? Well, Dr. Saylor is a professor of mechanical engineering at Clemson University, and we are going to learn a whole lot about what he has to say when it comes to lakes. And it's really quite remarkable. I've just kind of been looking him up and trying to figure out, wow, how did he get here in this book? Well, stay tuned. You do not want to miss this. Also at 835, we're going to have Andrea Jenkins, who's going to join us, and she's a councilwoman. Uh, She's going to discuss our cultural districts in Minneapolis. You don't want to miss that. All right, everyone, you've been listening to Geraldine and Jonathan, and now this is Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. Coming up, we have some great guests for you in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.